Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. If you have served on a board, you know about the duties of care, loyalty, and obedience. They're the most basic, foundational, fundamental principles for ethical board service. I was sitting in a board retreat back in January, and we were reviewing these duties. It was kind of an interesting presentation, kind of a refresher. And as usual, I started thinking about leaders and leadership. I started thinking about how these three duties apply on an individual level. And that's what this podcast is all about. How do I, as a leader, enact the duties of care, loyalty, and obedience? First, to myself and my career. I might, I don't know, I might get into how we can apply these duties in our organizations, but if I don't get to it in this episode, I'll deal with that in the future. So let's talk about the duty of care. And I'm interpreting that to mean self-care. I've talked about self-care in a lot of podcasts. We all know we need to eat, right? Exercise, get regular checkups, attend to our psychosocial needs, ah, yada, yada, yada. We know that stuff, and I'm not going to bore you going over what we already know. Instead, I want to discuss the psychological barriers to self-care. What are the cues and the clues that you're facing psychological barriers to self-care? Well, the first clue is obvious. (laughs) You don't do it. You just don't do it. Something's definitely in the way if you don't do anything or do very little to care for yourself. That is a glaring clue. So why might that be? Uh, One potential psychological barrier is the belief that self-care is synonymous with selfishness. Well, of course it's selfish. It's about you. But who said that selfish is a bad thing? I believe in healthy selfishness. It's absolutely okay to be selfish. It's good to understand healthy self-interest. Once you get that concept of healthy self-interest, you can then do the mental switch to understanding the benefits of selfishness and the value that it brings to our lives. Because nobody else is responsible for taking care of you. You are responsible for taking care of you if you're a full-grown adult. Making yourself a top priority is a really good thing. Thinking that you matter, knowing that you matter, will help you create a mindset that embraces or at least considers self-care. The idea of becoming a top priority in your own life is especially threatening to people with that martyr complex. Um, You know, if you constantly see yourself as self-sacrificing, self-sacrificing, put upon, It's important to start examining why you're overdoing it on giving to others. And that's something that wears you down and can eventually make you resentful. If you're not as altruistic as you want to pretend you are, you're going to resent it at some point. So let me me sum up this idea of self-prioritization. It helps us feel better, do better, and be better. So what else gets in the way of self-care? The ugly G word, guilt. 
The guilt that if we're taking care of ourselves, we're neglecting someone or something else. Oh, the guilt that we're not really deserving of time devoted to the self and that time should be spent on meeting other people's needs. Uh, People with the martyr complex really believe this. Start addressing guilt with different self-talk. Find a mantra that you can repeat to yourself to replace the self-talk that keeps you from caring for and prioritizing yourself. You know what? You may use a mantra like, I like myself, I'm worth a lot. Or my examples of self-care are as important for me as they are for others. I'm a powerful role model. You know, a third mantra to consider is, I'm more calm and capable when I'm caring for me. Figure out your own mantra. These are just examples. Make up something that's easy, that compels you, and that works for you. Post it everywhere and say it when you get up, midday, and before you go to bed. Loyalty. That's the next duty I want to talk about. And in many ways, I think it's a component of self-care. But it doesn't have the distinctions, but it does have, that's what I mean to say, it does have the distinctions that make it like just a little bit different. Are you loyal to you? That means, are you living in alignment with your core values? And that is the ultimate test of loyalty. Living according to the standards that matter most to you. I think of people who have high degrees of self-loyalty as people who don't run from themselves. These are folks who actually know themselves, and I mean know themselves deeply. They've done and are doing the work to process the experiences and the exposures that they've had. They can make the link between experience, thought, and action. They know what brings them joy, and they act actively, actively seek it. People who have self-loyalty use their voices. They're comfortable with self-advocacy and healthy self-promotion. They're comfortable with genuine self-expression. This means that they can take unpopular stands. They contribute opinions that are distinct and different, and, and they are willing to challenge unproductive norms. These are the people who can say no, no, heck no, without guilt or worry. So what gets in the way of self-loyalty? The first thing is a lack of self-knowledge. Next one is a lack of self-respect. The belief that I, as an individual, am unworthy So I have to put my energy into pleasing other people. That gets in the way of self-loyalty. Another factor that can diminish this self-loyalty is the inability or the unwillingness to examine how we use our time. People who demonstrate self-loyalty are people who think about how they're using their life's energy. They think about whether they're using their time in ways that advance their aims that honor their values, and that give them fulfillment. So if you're interested in developing a higher degree of self-loyalty, start by considering what self-loyalty would look like for you. I can tell you, for me, it means staying away from people that I don't enjoy, that I don't respect, that I don't like, or that I just don't click with. This is important to me. Because when I'm around those people, I know they're draining my energy. And I also know that I have to think too hard about the interactions. 
What can I say that's safe? What can I say that is not going to offend them? Will they repeat everything I say? Is it going to turn into a big conflict or argument? That is too much energy for me to put into being with a person. So I know that part of self-loyalty to me is looking at who I spend my time with. I don't want to waste energy on stuff. So I make sure that I demonstrate self-loyalty by not sharing my space with people that I just know I don't like. And I know that may make me sound like an overgrown five-year-old, but it's very healthy for me. Another way to develop self-loyalty is to take baby steps towards courage. Identify small ways to state your case, to be authentic, to be real with other people. And I say baby steps because self-loyalty is a muscle that's built over time. Think about a few areas where you really want to show up as your, your real self and then decide how to take small risks to be real. It may be really scary for you if you're a person who's programmed or conditioned to going along to get along. It's going to be tough if you're deeply steeped in people-pleasing. Just give it a try on a few things, and the more you try, the more proficient you'll become. The last of the three duties I want to cover is obedience. This is an interesting one to consider on the individual level. The question is, to whom or what am I being obedient and why? So that's two questions rolled into one. What are the rules that you're following in your life and why are you following those rules? Do they still work for you? Um, Are they rules that matter to you or have they just become ingrained so you're following them without thinking? This obedience one is a little easier for me than it is for a lot of other people because I hate rules. I think that they're suggestions for me to consider, not mandates to direct me. That mindset isn't valid for everyone, but it works for me. I will tell you, even with my personal approach, I have been hampered by rules just like everybody else. I used to believe that if you started a book, you had to finish it. And my dear friend Anne's mom, her name was Joan, and Joan liberated me from that rule. Um, That rule that if I started a book, I had to finish it, no matter how bad or boring it was. Joan told me that that was silly, and she was very direct. She said, that's just silly. And she asked me why I would waste my precious time reading something that wasn't interesting to me, especially when it comes to pleasure reading. I felt so liberated. I mean. I just felt so liberated, as silly and small as it sounds, I was able to throw that rule out the window. So much so that uh, when I was on a cruise a couple months ago, I started a book. I always bring books to, to read on cruises, books and articles. But anyway, I started a book that I thought I wanted to use in some of my leadership development work. The book was awful. After the first chapter, I, I just knew this is not for me. This is not for my work. This is not for my clients. So I decided this is not worth my time, and I donated it to the ship's library. Now, I know that sounds like a small, inconsequential, silly little rule that I broke, but for me, it was consequential. It allowed me to respect my time more and use my mental energy on reading stuff that has meaning to me. What are the rules that you're being obedient to that aren't useful at this time in your life? 
What are the rules that don't serve you well and maybe never served you well? Obedience and values alignment are intertwined. If you have clarity on your core values, you're better able to think through the rules you're following and toss the ones that don't keep you moving in the direction that you deem right. Toss them out the window. Just get rid of them. So I want to wrap it up. Those three duties, care, loyalty, and obedience, they have as much relevance in board service as they do in how we live our lives. Give yourself a little time to reflect on the duties and how you can use them to enhance your life. Because ultimately, that's the goal. Life enhancement, life fulfillment. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.